We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners Podcast. Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. This week, we're joined by your number one seed, Camelot King Support Genetics. But want to let you know before we get started, this episode of the Backliners is brought to you by Factor Meals. Head to go.factor75.com slash backliners60 and use code backliners60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code backliners60 at go.factor75.com slash backliners60 to get 60% off of your first box. Uh, fellas, phase three playoffs in the books. Uh, a really fun event to watch. I felt like a lot of the games um, were entertaining. Uh, a good amount of back and forth. Some clean smite, some less clean smite. Basically everything you're, you're really looking for. But both you guys end up qualifying to the World Championship. So, of course, uh, congratulations it would have been a weird podcast if you didn't. It also would be a weird podcast if they could hear your audio right away, which you know they can't, um, but now oh, they can. Okay. Yep, we got it. I'm <laughs> going to literally strangle OBS, bro. I'm going to absolutely... Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna be like Homer, and OBS is going to be Bart. You know, it's going to like it's gonna be having the, the uh, like thing the whole time. It's I, I can't freaking stand this. I'm program. just impressed you keep doing it every episode. Because I, I, I test it at the beginning of every episode, and it works. What do you want from me, man? That's it, why I'm impressed. It, I'm, I keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. I don't know what to do. Okay. Anyways, uh, Worlds, we have our teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the Oni Warriors and Tartarus Titans. That are gonna need to go through the through the placement tournament or whatever it's exactly called uh, at the very beginning of next year in order to qualify for this Might World Championship. Uh, any surprise that those are the two teams that that are gonna have to play through that tournament? Genetics, we'll start with you. Um, I, I thought I thought Titans would do a bit better with Sino. Um, they beat us in scrimmage pretty badly the day before. We started playing, so I thought they'd do really well. Um, they did. They didn't do well, but I thought Titans and Mickey. I wasn't sure between Warriors and Bolts, though. Mm. Um, thought it was a coin flip, depending on just to have the better meta, you know. It is a true coin flip between those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's what we talked about last week. Yeah, I guess maybe before we even talk about the event as a whole, we should touch on the Titan situation. I mean, you know, for less oh, than forty-eight yeah. hours before the tournament starts, they're informed that Layers is not going to come down. Uh, it's Sino who's going to step up. And uh, and play for them. I mean, Sino obviously with Thunder Synergy with those guys uh, played with Aurora during their World Championship run a few years ago. Um, 
obviously a disappointing situation, I'm sure, for the Tartarus Titans as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we talked a lot about the layer situation when he was initially, you know, going to be off the team and then was going to be playing remotely and all that kind of stuff. And obviously uh, we take the, the mental health aspect of the game and of life very seriously. I'm, I'm giving you a spoiler for our, for our better help read later in this show. That being said, it is a difficult situation to put the Titans in and, you know, obviously want what's best for layers, but you have to feel, I, I, I have a hard time believing that there couldn't have been some discussion around this before 48 hours before the tournament started. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the, the, if this type of decision just it, it hamstrings your teammates uh, so much, um, I, I would I would certainly be frustrated if I were on their team. But um, you know, they end up getting a very good replacement. But yeah, Barry, mm-hmm. your your thoughts on the uh, on the Titan situation in general? Yeah i I don't really know what to say about it. To be fair, because. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the team side of it, they are getting royally screwed. Yeah. Like, you could have one of the best jungler replacements out there and swap them in, and I would still say you're getting pretty royal, royally screwed. Sure. Because I feel like jungle is such an impactful role, like, team by team, and what you need from your jungler changes, in my opinion, team by team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just really hard to expect those players to play really well on game day with... Just different jungle rotations, different gank timings. Like some junglers want to do forp, some don't. Some want to do pyros, some don't, and it completely changes the pacing of your game. Um, I know uh, Sino and Aurora queuing rank together a fair bit, um, but I mean that again doesn't really like you're like jamming as many scrims as you can before tournament time, trying to like figure out how he plays the game, and like it is so unfair to the players, like. I'm just going to leave, like, the layer situation out because I feel like I can't actually speak on that. Sure, I don't. yeah. It just feels, like, disingenuous. I don't know all the details. But right. from from a team perspective, they are, are getting ro- royally screwed. I cannot say that word, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, it's just really unfair for them. Obviously a brutal situation. Uh, genetics, you, when you heard that it was going to be layers out, you know, with this much time before the tournament, what, what was your reaction? I found out as we were scrimming them. Simon joined the lobby, and I found out. And they were like, "Oh yeah, you didn't you didn't hear yesterday?" So that I found out. Crazy. I found out scrim blocks. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then I think we scrimmed them three games. They whooped us three games in a row. I was like, "Ah, guys, I've got a headache. Let's just call it." <laughs> and then we were, and then they were like, "Please, please, please!" A fourth game. So we did a long block with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know until last second, and I was like, "I guess it's kind of kind of unfortunate for them with the, literally, literally." Because I, I thought Kabom was going to go pick him up as well. Mm-hmm. Or I, I heard he was going to go come down, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally yeah. last second. It's very unfortunate for everyone. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, my expectations for the Titans. Look, I, I am a Sino truther. Uh, I think he's one of the best uh, junglers uh, of North American history, of SPL history. Uh, I'm a Brooks Matty fan. I wish he wouldn't pick Scotty Jungle, but you know, you take what you take uh, when you're picking Sino. Um, that being said. I thought that the Titans' chances, we talked about how they were probably, uh, it was like the Bolts, the Titans, and the Warriors, all kind of this tumultuous mix of who knows what to expect. I thought for sure the Titans would not qualify uh, when I heard the news. And then they show up on Thursday, and they beat the Oni Warriors, which which was 
absurd to me. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Genetics, did you, you said you thought that they would still qualify even with Sino and Jungle? Yeah, I thought they, I thought they qualified just because Sino is a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that team kind of lacked a little bit of leadership after Cyclone got dropped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that Sino would do a good job of fitting them with the play style of just because I know he's a very good player making aggressive fire calls and usually just having at least one call is better than having no call at all, even if it's a bad call. Right. So I thought it'd be I thought it'd be great for them because uh, they've they've got a lot of good players if they've got direction right. Like Salt, like is a great player, but with lack of direction, you won't do anything. Right. So I thought it'd be great. I thought they'd do I thought they'd do really well if Sino's goal was big enough. Yeah, uh, I but agree. I think with lack of practice, that was the issue. Exactly. Them, I think that that mm-hmm. team is better with Sino than with Layers as they're currently constructed yeah, I, yeah, for yeah, that yeah. exact same reason. Yeah. I just thought with forty eight hours, no shot that that they're able yeah. to put it together and play well, and that is ultimately what happens, but. I did not expect them to take a set off the Warriors. Uh, Barry, what what were your thoughts on their chances as soon as you heard about the news? Uh, I think they didn't ban Naja game one. And uh, <laughs> once that happens, you're just taking an L. Like, you're taking an L, and I think Warriors mental, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I don't think they have the strongest mental. Mm-hmm. And once you go down one game to a sub-jungle the last 48 hours, I don't think they have it in them for the game two. Yeah. Um, and then you're just praying for the next time they play, honestly. Man, it is crazy the amount of disrespect to leave Naja... I know it's not something in the SPL. I don't care. To leave Naja open. And then for Neil to not go beats. Like, you, if you're a tank player playing against yep. Sino, you have got to know his game plan, man. He, he holds one freaking person, and it's you. Like, it uh-huh. is you that is going up in the air. And Neil didn't buy beads, and sure enough, he got Naja <laughs> sashed and a Naja ulted into kill off Volcanol every single team fight. And it's just like you don't have to no. be in the league uh, or practice a whole lot with your team if you can just do the same set play over and over and over again. Uh, and everyone just kind of forgot. They kept trying to kill Frontline in the Warriors set, and it was working successfully. Yep. And then in the Leviathan set, they they tried to do it again, over and over and over again, and it did not work. Like, Leviathans play so much better when you're targeting their Frontline than Warriors do. Yep. Warriors just kind of, like, let their Frontline die, and Leviathans are, like, swarming you. Yep. I remember, I think it was game one, like, they had a Fort fight, they all owned Ronnie, and then they had, like, Daji, Mori, Cthulhu, and just ran him down after that. Yep. And it, it's just, like, GG. Like, once someone knows your playbook and you continually try to do that playbook over and over again, you against a top team, like, you just, you can't win those games. And you look at that run yeah. that I'd mentioned earlier, Season 5 Splice, mm-hmm. you know what they did that entire tournament? Killed yep. Frontline. That was their whole game plan. Front to back, kill Frontline first, we'll kill Backline mm-hmm. later. That was always their plan. I, I like them going to it, and I, I talk about this on the podcast all the time. I'm sure people are so annoyed about hearing about it, but I love team identity. Like, I want to know how you want to play the game in an ideal scenario uh, going in. And we said the Titans don't really have one. At least that is a team identity. Like you said, you mm-hmm. can't be too one-dimensional. You have to switch it up. Um, yeah, I think for, like, a one-weekend, like, pray for the strategy to work, especially with Sino, like, that is his bread and butter. Yep. Like. And also, Paul, I feel like he kind of likes to go frontline too, depending on God. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, I, I don't, I'm not like harping on their strat at all. Like, I, I think it was no. their best chance of winning games, honestly. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Genetics, I heard, uh, not to get too distracted here, but I did, I listened to your interview that you did with Hazer uh, about the, the roster swap. If anyone hasn't checked that out, by the way, Hazer's YouTube channel did just, I don't know exactly what it is, but you'll find it. Uh, did a great interview with Genetics and with Netroid about the, the swap and what happened. Um, and I heard you talk kind of about that idea that 
you know, you guys had a solidified team identity, but you felt a little bit too one dimensional and, you know, obviously winning this tournament, but just watching the way that you guys have played the game, I can tell that you have a lot. It feels like your playbook has expanded uh, in the last few weeks. Do you, do you feel that same way? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Y- Yarkor is a really good, like, he's a very vocal player. Uh, oh, sorry, let me let me go back a second. Sure. So yeah. the, the issue with our team that I've always thought is that Harry's an incredibly strong voice and a very confident player. Mm-hmm. And Netroid is either a little bit sleepy or not confident enough or just doesn't speak enough um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So usually Ben gets dragged to solo side a lot more. But with Yarkor being equally as loud as Harry, it gives plenty of opposite, like opportunities across the map, mm-hmm. which I think... I think that just means we just got more place, pl- more places to play around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, Yarkor is also quite a simple player. He just wants to do everything by the book, which kind of neutralizes what I do, which is just just stupid stuff. <laughs> so it literally was the perfect change for us um, as of right now. And also, like, RSG was also terrible in game. I was being the worst teammate in the game. And uh, Yarkor's a really fun guy. He just laughs all the time. <laughs> like, if he dies, these guys are so bad, man. He just constantly just... <laughs> I love so, yeah. Yark's attitude is always great. Yeah, um, but he's perfect. He didn't didn't take anything anything away from what we've got, but just added to it. So yeah. Well, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. But it was just you know it was on my mind in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Titans two a Warriors Thursday sets are best of threes. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit already, but I think I put this in our uh, community Discord, which everyone can get into by going to patreoncom backliners. Uh, I feel like. If you are in form and getting geared up to win a world championship, you can't really lose to the team who got their jungler two days ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that has to be not just, oh, rough weekend, whatever. Like, if I'm in the Oni Warriors uh, fan base, I am in, like, full panic mode right now. Not Not to blow it out of proportion or anything like that, but that... And I thought they played better against the Dragons, like considerably better on Saturday than they did on Thursday. But still, like nothing about how the Warriors played this weekend, which, as we said, was always possible that they would show up and just be the the Dr. Jekyll version of themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, Barry, what what was your takeaway from the Warriors weekend for that team in particular? Uh, definitely uh, let down against Titans, but I think... I don't think Titans were executing a strategy that needs much practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Warriors are one of the teams who you can execute a strategy like that pretty easily against. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of have a lesser take, but kind of the same take as you, or like a lesser intense take. Sure. Um, I just think Warriors are just a team that really struggles against those kind of strategies. And mm. I don't think Titans, like... If your jungler can play Nasha, I feel like it's not a complicated god to follow up on as a backliner or a frontliner. Nope. He's just he's just basically saying, let's go to gold, let's leash gold, let's I'm gonna sash old this guy or right. like whoever walks up. Or we're gonna do the same at Pyre, we're gonna do the same at Fire, or like a mid tower. Like it's not like you need practice with them. I think for other gods and other strategies, you need a lot of like uh just more experience playing with each other for. But for this strategy they were running, I don't think it's like a complicated one or like warriors should really like feel really bad they lost to that i feel like it's more of a a draft diff than like a 48 hour diff Mm -hmm. yeah i suppose that makes sense uh genetics your thoughts 
Uh, yeah, I thought the Nijar game was just Sino on Nijar. I'm pretty sure he's the best Nijar in the world. After yep. scrimming against it three games in a row, it was unplayable. <laughs> um, he did the same thing to me that he did to Neil, which is he sat at Phoenix and just kept sashing me. And seven sashes in a row he missed. On the eighth <laughs> one, he hit me and I died. And I was like, well, I guess he hits 13% of his sashes and it still wins. Still wins in the game. Yep. Um, so I, don't, I think the Nijar was probably an EU thing, actually, because I had no idea he was that good on it. Mm. Um, I didn't know who's that relentless of focusing tanks. I don't think maybe the EU, other EU team did. Mm, um, I mean, you guys said it, but I was like, I don't even know. Like, I knew he was good in it, but I didn't think he was that good in it. Oh, yeah. um, I think yeah, that that might be the most dominant player god combo that we've ever had in the SPL. In season five, mm-hmm. he won like 20 Naja games in a row. Like, he did not oh, really? lose on Naja for months, and it was a lot of yep. picks. Uh, yeah. It was. Un- I don't. I can't recall anything like that in SPL history. So yeah, that's that's interesting. That maybe it could be a, a region difference. That's um, also a new player too. It's it's like yeah. you know if we if an NA team if a primarily NA team went up against Cherio and like didn't ban Naja or like you know it was the perfect Athena jungle game and then they pick mm-hmm. Athena and they're like what and then they get owned by it. It's all the <laughs> EU guys are gonna be like what are they doing? Of course Cherio is gonna pick you know Athena yeah. or Naja on this spot. Um, but yeah, that's an that's an interesting thought that I didn't an angle that I didn't consider. Um, but you know, Titans win, Warriors drop down. Then it was the set between you two, uh, where normally Barry, I'm sorry, I don't bring uh, the people who uh, beat you. <laughs> it's a little messed up, man. Over the weekend, uh, directly onto the show to to crap talk no, you. Fine, dude, it's fine. Uh, no, it's fine. It's all good. But man, I thought uh, I actually got to watch um, a good amount of this set. And mm-hmm. I really felt like uh, Twig on the Lancelot like had a couple of. I thought Twig had a very quietly good set. Like his scoreline doesn't stand out among the rest mm-hmm. of the squad, but um, I thought Twig was was a really big difference maker. And of course, genetics. I mean, I, I have to because because uh, he's here. But also, unironically, because I thought you had a very good set as well. What do you remember from this set, uh, genetics uh, against the Bolts? Um, I remember loading into the first game and then first picking Danzaborough. And the first thought I had in my <laughs> oh, mind yeah. was where... My first thought in my mind was, okay, have they screamed the dragons? Uh-huh. Which they hadn't. But I, well, I, they had the issue in the head. But I was like, we're about to either get blown out the water by a strategy or we're about to slap them. Uh-huh. And then... And then, so we were very, I was very concerned. I was like, I don't know. My thoughts as well, like, by the way. Yeah, because we were <laughs> like, I don't value it. Because so the way that works for ta- for tournaments is you don't scrim the teams that are on your side of the bracket. Right. So they might practice individual strategies versus Leviathans. Let's say let's say we scrim, Le- scrim Leviathans three days before the tournament, and we didn't scrim them again. They could have found something two days before the tournament that was broken, mm-hmm. and by by just unlucky, just by being unlucky, you couldn't you didn't see the pick right. Mm-hmm. And it would completely. So we weren't sure if Danzaborough was like top pick top pal anymore. Mm-hmm. So so we went into it, and then we were like a bit confused, and we beat it, but but we still weren't sure what was going on. We weren't sure if dragons were going to pick it, for example, because we hadn't seen them. Right. Right. So, so that was that was the first thing. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought Ben had a great set. I thought Ben Be- Bessie's played in a few weeks now, about five or six weeks maybe, mm-hmm. um, which I was pleasantly surprised with. I think the first game was very close, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, apart from Danza, it was just like it was just looking at how good Maui was. I think as well for me that was interesting, like yep. where the teams valued him and stuff. And like I, I played like five games of Maui the day before that set, just in case he, Jake slapped us with it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I didn't want to play it, but just in case it was really good and he knew something I didn't. So, but I don't, I don't think he was that good, but I think he was okay. Like the, mm-hmm. the Maui pick. Yeah. I think, uh, I actually pulled up the, uh, the blues ultra stats here for, uh, for the phase three playoffs. Um, 
and oh, I lost my I lost my spot on it. Where did it go? I think Maui was just under 500 in his uh, in his win rate. Here we go. Um, Wait, he was or? no, uh, yeah, he went. He was the most picked guardian at 43 percent almost, uh, and mm. he was he went five and seven. Um, so not bad. Pretty, not bad. Not not a bad week for the homie. Um, was fun was fun to get him see uh, see him get played. That's uh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Barry, I did want to ask you about this Danza first pick because uh, I think yeah. I think that however many Smite fans there are, um, that number minus six were very surprised. It, it was it was U five and Mask yep. uh, that were not really caught off guard by this Danza first pick, and you have been. A I was caught time. off guard as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting the first big dance. Ah, and then yes. we got we finished picks and bands, and I'm like, "All right, I guess it's me." Yep. Yeah, you've been a long time um, uh, first pick your hunter for your team type of guy, and I have yeah. long lambasted the first pick Jingwei. Uh, that is same. I uh, absolutely love first picking Jingwei. That's my favorite thing. I would argue plagued your career. Um, yeah. How it was did, just uh, like, yeah. we want to hold our picks. Can you first pick your ADC? And I'm like, it's Dan's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always that's good fair. to pick okay, a I'll... safe hunter without polarizing <laughs> matchups. You know, like, that's exactly what you're looking for. Oh, wait. Yeah. Dan's is none of those we, things. I just I just noticed. We scrimmed with it probably at least 75 to 80% of our games going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, with the Dan's. Just with different support picks and trying, like... Kind of just different, like, jam it down duo strategies, because we, I think, towards the end of Fall Split, we were kind of, like, lacking in identity a little bit, and we were kind of just, like, oh, I want to play this, oh, I want to play this, but we didn't have, like, any cohesiveness. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're playing dance that much, it kind of forces your team to play around you and kind of uh, jam it down. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was doing, um, and then Jake was also playing, like, really aggressive picks, and then, so, we had, like, our top three that we wanted, and then it somehow got to be where my pick was the one that I was first picking in that mm. picks and bands, so, I, I literally watched Twig's face go, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe we got our strategy a little wrong here. Their jungler is, I can read his lips across, like, the hallway, just opening, like, what? Yeah. Hey, you so, know, there's something to be said for the surprise factor, you know? Yeah, I was pretty ready to jam it down that set. Um, I think there was... Game one, we definitely should have won. Um, I think we were up, like, a fair bit. We just, like, weren't very active on the map. And so, I think this... It it happened game two again, but we were way less active game two. I think we just got stomped game two. Mm-hmm. Game one, we definitely should have won. But we watched back the vol, and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, why aren't we making more plays? Like... I have, like, so much pressure in duo. Oh, yeah, I had, like, a 1K lead. Like you had, that's, that, that's what I was saying, actually, to my team. I was yeah. saying, like, I was like, oh, God, they've, built guild, they've got Gilded Arrow. I was like, wait, does Danzavara get bonus passive gold from that? I thought the entire strategy was to shovel, shove farm into Danza, and his passive would get him really far ahead. I think you were base. at, like, 1.8K at some point, and I was like, oh, this is their strategy. This is this is what they've been practicing for. <laughs> yeah, basically, it basically you were ahead, was... Though. Yeah, I yeah. was massive, and I was like, okay, let's 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 do something. Like me and Baskin kept calling to do things, and then we just weren't. And mm. I like mm. it, it was so frustrating having that big of a lead. Like watching back the VOD, we had to play like we could have two men killed you guys at purple. Like I can't remember, it was like somewhere around like fifteen minutes. We had like an Athenal that was going to come, 
And then we could have blocked off the pathway with Malleol and then gone to gold afterwards. But we just didn't pull the trigger. And I'm like, guys, like, we have to be more aggressive with these picks. Like, we're we're not playing to, like, stale, stalemate the game out to, like, 35 minutes to objectives. Like, we were playing to jam. And then game two, we just didn't do anything. So then we watched it back and we we're like, okay, we have to, like, do more things. Like, I was just telling the boys, I'm like, we have to play it like it scrims. If we start thinking, we're going to lose. Like, you, with a strategy like this, like, you can't think. Yeah. Like, you, you just have to, Jake like. You can't Jake start to get the wheels turning, you know? You just yeah, have like, the motor going. That's, uh... You literally just have to play the exact same way. And, like, that's why I just kept playing the dance because it was, like, our most practiced strategy. Mm-hmm. And it was something I felt most comfortable on. Like, I'm, like, semi-comfortable on the pick, but I was just, like, I think it works well enough for us that I can just jam it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, funnily enough, we did troll our bands, because we were banning, like, CERN Ishtar in scrims for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, playing against Ishtar was the first time I'd played against Ishtar with dance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how this matchup's about to go, but uh, we'll see. Well, yeah, and I then... mean, how are you supposed to know how the matchup against the most picked hunter is going to be? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that what I'm best. saying. Like, yeah. and then, No way they pick it. I think Yark, I made him just play in game, I think it was game two, where I went to outside with Gilded, and I was poked to 200, then he almost soloed me, and pushed me into tier two and stole my purple, and once that happened, I was like, okay, I'm screwed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Dance really has, like, a recovery factor in him to, like, mm-hmm. come back against an Ishtar when he's going Destal and I'm going Gilded. So after that, I was like, okay, I just have to go Destal in that matchup, but that was basically our whole set from my perspective. Yeah, well, I will say... Uh... You know, you uh, you looked like an alpha male first picking Danza twice. Thank you. Um, and I did. Wasn't think, my idea. Well, yeah, not, nothing you can do about that. Uh, and I do think that you looked. You you know you you will be lo- lumped in with the the Ataraxias of SPL uh, history of the more passive ADCs. Um, but I thought that the aggressive pressure look. Uh, I thought you played pretty well. Um, Thank you. All Which, things considered. So maybe get off the leash a little more often. You know, that's It that's is kind of funny. Cause that's off. how I play most of the time is like to jam it down. Unless I'm in like a bad match where we don't have wards. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm just stuck with a stigma of like being a passive hunter. When it I'm does playing, stick to you. Yeah. When I played like 100 Jingwei games, which in my opinion now, I think Jingwei is just a dog water god. So you can't really pick her anymore. Mm-hmm. But once, when I was picking her, like... You just dashed in, especially like season three with Fatalis. Like well, yeah, she was an in. aggressive god season three. Yeah, uh, and for sure, I, if she just had like a decent lane. Oh yeah, never mind. Back on topic. <laughs> Back on topic. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing get, it. Can't let Barry get a uh, get sidetracked on Jingwei discussion because he'll uh, he'll get a little passionate about it <laughs> to, to say the least. Um, okay, that brings us to Friday. Uh, Leviathan's Titans, not. Too much to say about this one. I uh, I missed yeah. this game, this set live, and I went back and fast forwarded through it, and um, I feel like I did the Titans a service by watching it uh, a little bit faster because um, it mm-hmm. looked this one looked a little rough. Uh, genetics. What were your? Were there any significant takeaways from from this set? Just a better team, I think. I think Panatom is just. The top jungler and Rongi's really good at following with him, just following mm-hmm. up on him and being around him. And Sano's a great player when it comes to like playing against like I mean, I'm sure he bullies SC junglers and stuff, but Panathom is really good. Mm-hmm. And like those when they when those two group because they're grouped so much, I think it's really hard to play against for most players that haven't played against it that much. 
Right. I just thought they just kind of ran the set through those yep. two. I agree. Just run around and just did stuff. And they're not they're not like a stupid team. Like Leviathans don't make like a lot of like uh, dumb calls, but they will when they're ahead. They will just push it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought I it was just over. And they banned the correct things too, right? Like they they banned the Nija. I thought they banned Paul out as well, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, here they um, called the bans. I was just looking at it. Yeah, uh, so I, I think they just they just drafted correctly and just played pressure, and it's just like it's just gonna just gonna win you games. Mm-hmm. Yep, set Naja banned all three games by Leviathan, yeah. and then it went. They had a second. They had a different third ban every game, or games one and two and three. It was Cupid game one, Yamoja games two and three. Yeah, Yamoja yeah, by just... the way didn't look as unbeatable. Uh, as she typically does. Um, yeah. You know, maybe? Smile? She only had... Th- she was only the fourth most picked support? Like, only what? I told my, yeah, I, I told my team, I said, if Faves gets nerfed, we leave her open. Yeah. Yep. I said that. I said, Mickey Item. Egotistical, it, 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 but I said I said people can only play because of Faves. I still mm-hmm. think she's, she's, still, she's still good, by the way. Yeah. But she's definitely not unbeatable. Like, mm-hmm. she's definitely, she's definitely like maybe like top three support, but sure. she's like... She's she's not unbeatable. Yeah, Ymir, I agree. Uh, oh, sorry, Barry. Didn't mean to cut you off. You're in the same boat. Just Fehu's... Fe- yeah. Uh... yeah. Well, like, she has, like, a few counters, in my opinion, that are pretty... I mean, we saw Genetics, like, whipping the terror on cooldown, and mm-hmm. it was such a good matchup, in my opinion, to the Emoja. Mm-hmm. And then, as well, agreed on the Fabless. I think she was kind of dead before Fabless, and then Fabless, like, shot her, like, right back up to top pick ban. Yep. And then, I don't think any support really practiced her the entire time, like, Fabless was out, like, or when it was super buffed, because she was just banned like every ranked game, every scrim forever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I still think she's really good, but definitely beatable, which is why we were obviously yep. leaving her open as well. Yeah, Ymir, by the way, if if Blues' stats are correct, went eight and two over his ten. Jeez, uh, yep. that that got. Uh, I have not seen a lot of discussion about Ymir. Um, mm-hmm outside of the pro discord a little bit, but like publicly, you know, I don't see him in a ton of rank games. Haven't seen a whole lot of complaints about him on Twitter or Reddit or anything like that. Or, or in Twitch chat, but he has been really good. Like most of this phase, uh, and had clearly the best win rate was a second most picked guardian. Um, just, uh, you know, obviously not going to, to ask anybody to, to give their, their picks away or anything like that. But Gen X, you played a lot of them. Um, and feels mm-hmm. like you have been playing him for a little bit. So, uh, just interesting. I don't know. Ymir, Ymir is one of those gods that feels inherently unfair to me in a lot of ways. But because he's an alpha god, I feel like people don't think he's unfair. You know what I mean? Like, what he does is inherently yeah. unfair, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If, you get, if you get good at resetting with the wall, he's very he's very, very good. I messaged Ajax like two months ago saying, by the way, like, I'm so certain Ymir is going to be broken in a few weeks. Just just to warn you, the wall needs to get nerfed in duration. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, I think, I mean, I, I suggested it a while back. Yeah. Uh, his wall is just like, when people get really good with the wall of like just forcing something and bringing it down and stuff, yeah. it is very hard because a lot of immobile sports typically don't have the best early game. So if you're against an immobile support, you want to kill them. Mm-hmm. But if they get ahead, then it's hard to kill them. So right. Ymir has like the, the, the benefit of being ahead while being immobile. So it kind of, neutralizes his disadvantage in my opinion mm-hmm. um, which is why he's so good in comp but probably less good in ranked that's what I was going to say as well mm. yeah there was a long and time then... where dude there was like there was a long stretch when I was a caster where Ymir was like a meme pick he was like a Nubis level meme for a little bit I felt mm-hmm. like where you just did not see that god and when you did it was like oh my god check it out it's a Ymir and he got yeah. some some 
decent changes you know a lot of like frostbite changes like frostbite giving damage reduction is huge that a lot of people that's huge that's massive uh the wall being able to be toggleable uh the ultimate automatically detonating on death like he got a lot of really strong buffs uh and now he's been like good for a long time i feel like but it was a it was a i I just like kind of had a weird flashback to like ymir being a i can't believe he got picked type of god yeah yeah, i think it's kind of like sometimes lumped into the athena of support where people just forget how to play against him in comp mm-hmm. and also a lot of gods right now don't have jumps and don't have the best escapes so ymir like just when you when you get called ymirs in your jungle you always have to play a little scared if you don't see them on wards for a while so it's just a very punishing pick and i think gods like that like come tournament time like same as like morgan which is, I wanted to bring that up to you. We saw so many Bruh. Morgan games. What are we supposed, to, what are we supposed <laughs> to do, man? I'm so depressed. I said on the podcast, it, I don't know if you, you heard of genetics. I, I was the one who personally, like, implemented the Morgan nerfs. Like, I'm the one who went in and, like, changed the numbers. And as I was doing it, it you know, it was, like, four bullet points. And every single one was just this absolute gutting, it felt like. Like, all these yeah. things that matter so much. And I was like, dude, if this god still gets played we're host like we can't do anything mm-hmm. uh what what no way anyone picks her uh she went three and one by the way at this tournament <laughs> she won three of her yeah. four games uh, i mean she didn't you know only 14 percent pick rate a lot of people are just morgan specialists she just does a thing that no other god can do uh but holy crap i can't believe that she won and looked good in a lot of games still with how many massive nerfs she took recently of that that's just unlucky you can't really do anything about that you know just nerf her more maybe it's just she's just a tournament god she's a land god yeah and it's just it's just a scary god to play against um unlucky yeah nothing you can do i think also too but there might be a bit of lag in terms of how good she is so because she was permaban before and then she got nerfed people might not have felt confident leaving it open so close to tournament time so they won't be prepared against it same with the emerger and stuff i think there might be a bit of lag time Sure. For for her falling off in comp, but she, I mean, she's still really good at LAN, isn't she? Yep. So mm-hmm. always really good. You know who didn't? Yeah. Uh, did AMC get picked at all? I don't see him on the top picks here. Maybe I don't remember him being. I don't know. Dardis. Dardis played him once, didn't he? I think he played him once. Interesting. We could have. We could have. We could have played him. We were close to playing him. I think. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. He's still playable in my opinion. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought he that still does AMC would still do his job better than Mori would still do hers, but. Uh, it seems like it was the other way around. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. What, uh... Darda's in chat. Yeah, Darda's in chat said the nerfs were not that huge aggro. Dot, no, dot, no, dot. Below, below that. Oh, only game I won. <laughs> oh, true. All right, I know. Right, we figured out the problem, Darda's, all right? We just get back to the B, okay? We tried our best. We tried to spread the wings. Oh Time to spread the B wings, you know? That's uh, that's where uh-huh. we're sticking from, from here on out. Yeah. Man, eventually <laughs> we'll uh, we'll figure it out what to do with Mori. Um, okay, and then it was uh, you guys up against the Dragons here, Genetics, uh, on Friday. Um, I'm sure that this set was uh, one, you know, obviously it qualifies you to the World Championship, but against the J-Dragons in particular, who you've matched up with a bunch at these playoff events and all that kind of stuff. Um, walk me through this set from, from your perspective, getting that 3-1 win. Uh... I was a lot more confident against Dragons than I was the last few times because I thought Panda Cat was kind of uh, was putting in a shift against us. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that was the biggest advantage in the matchup. Um, 
And we got Yako, so I was a lot more confident from behind and from ahead. I think against Dragons for us, I just, I mean, whether you want to agree with it, whether people agree with that or not, I don't, I don't think Dragons are that good late game. I, I just think like they have to beat us early or we will just beat them late game. Very similar with Leviathans against them as well. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like a like Pokemon like type thing. <laughs> um, in, in a way, that's how I always say it. It's not, I don't think it's like, maybe it's not black, as black and white, but I was just like, just don't get run over in the first like 10 minutes. And the game, you can, as long as you're trading the map correctly, you never really can get snowballed without getting picked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw that against the Hex Mambo team a few months back against Dragons. They yeah. beat them pretty convincingly. And the reason that it is, they just started trading the map and invading back camps, trading, trading a wave, trading a tier one. Um, so, yeah, we're just not getting run over by getting picked left, right, and center, which Yarko is really good against. So mm-hmm. that's all. That's all I went to set with. Um, did we get the new or not? What are they even picked? Yeah, they were picking a lot of Neath and stuff, right? I think. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. Exactly that against us. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got lucky in that end. <laughs> yeah, Neath I, I for saw... Panicat there in game two, which was... was their only win in the set. It was like a bunch of Merlin mid two, which I did not expect to go in this tournament either. Um, yeah, Merlin looked pretty think good. Scream was picking like four different gods. I remember prepping for them, um, and I was just confused. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of the next set. Maybe I'm thinking of their warrior set. No, I'm looking here at. Uh, you're right. Scream played four different gods. He okay. played Susano, Kledna, Osiris, Bastet. Yeah, I just remember prepping into them, and I was like, I have no idea what these guys are going to play. Like, they're, they're, every game seems like a different style of draft from them or a different, like, identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, is, I mean, it might be a good thing, but, uh, yeah, it was just weird. Well, there's levels to it, you know? Like, it, yeah. it, it's good to have unpredictability and flexibility, but you need to have uh, all reliable in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like they might be missing that. You know, if we get these exact gods, we can't lose type oh, of feeling. Um, that was the game, or that was the set where Twig did the exact same gank to Peacat in two different games as Lance and Aneath, and Peacat died to the gank both times. And I think once Aneath dies with Ishtar, you cannot really come back against that. Yeah. And I think he went, I think he went like auto attack base the first game, then he went like Mannequin's Trans the next game. And I was a little confused by that too, but I was like, maybe it's something they practice. I know Pika just loves Neath, so yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a great set by Dragons, man. A really good set by Kings. Yeah, I mean, in Game Four, Yark goes eight one and five. Harry goes eight one and four. When your side lanes are sixteen and two combined, mm-hmm. uh, you can't lose. Um, it's it's just yeah. not really possible. Um, you guys did have one very long game, uh, the game three that was fifty plus yeah. minutes. Uh, that one was a little bit of a barn burner there. Oh, that was tilting. <laughs> well, the thing is, we should have won game two. We had like a we had like a six k gold lead and a massive power play, and I did a stupid fire giant call against Cleo, which was terrible. Oh. So so we were all tilted. I was just like, guys, it's just my fault. Just go next, you know. Mm-hmm. And then game three, we just couldn't stop. It's just one person made a mistake after another person after another person. It's just like. It's so weird pushing with Fire Giant sometimes because when one person dies, it feels like you kind of wasted most of it. Right. I think we got like maybe four EFGs and it's like, oh, just it's just painful for everyone involved. Yeah. They stole one too as well. They stole one too actually as well. They picked it up at half HP and stole one as well. We still had the game by five minutes as well. Mm, yeah, that's not uh, that's not ideal when that happens. I mean, Paul, uh, Pig yeah. on on Scylla uh mike on yamoja Pcat on artemis and final k on thor like those are hard gods to siege into i feel oh, like oh yeah yeah time. yeah um 
So it kind of yeah. makes sense to to do that. And around world's time, we we let, we usually see those like turtle comps start to pop up a little bit more. Um, yep. That can just apply some mental pressure uh, on teams mm. that are unable to close out. So you know, Scylla also her stats weren't great, but she saw a good amount of picks, which doesn't surprise me. She got a massive buff. She was the second most played mid laner, but went three and five. So not not too bad um i don't know how well she synergizes with a lot of the support picks like Scylla yamoja is not something i'm super interested in playing uh you know that just doesn't have really clean setup for you but i'm also not like paul big man or pagan mechanically so you know those guys don't mm-hmm. realistically need the setup but i'm just always of the opinion that uh it's better to have it than to not have it you know what i mean yeah, yeah, I would say it depends on your Emoja player if you're getting that setup or not. And yeah, uh, I would assume. Yeah, it is. it is like not the type of CC that I personally li- always liked to follow up off of. Like, there's yeah, something I about the type yeah. of CC and like the rhythm of hitting your skill shot off their skill shot. Um, and it's not even and like Athena Taunt being, you know, obviously Athena Taunt's like the easiest one in the entire game, but. There are other abilities that I feel like are short duration CCs that I still feel like I have good follow up on for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, no, I, I agree fully. I don't think Emoji is very good with Sora at all. I think they mm-hmm. want to do different things entirely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not. A, but you know that game ended up in uh, in a long one, but a loss there for the Jade Dragons. Um, okay. Before we move on to uh, Saturday with the with the big games determining who uh, has to go through the bracket and all that kind of stuff. Do have one more quick ad read that I don't have time to th- think of a clever uh, transition for, so we're just heading right into it. Um, this show uh, is now sponsored by BetterHelp, which is uh, which we're very excited about. We Barry and I talk about it a lot. Um, mental health super duper important, and especially coming up with this time of year. You know, the holidays are great, and a lot of people love them for for good reason. But it also comes with some additional added stress and uh, a lot of, you know, travel or family and, you know, stuff always gets weird uh, this time of year. So it's not, don't think, oh, I don't want to, I'll wait until after the holidays, all that kind of stuff. It's going to take me so long to find the right therapist, all that kind of stuff. You don't have to wait. You can do it ahead of time. You can feel prepared heading into your holiday experience and then have someone to actually talk about it with afterwards to help you, uh, you know, internalize and, um, you know, better interpret your feelings and all that kind of stuff. Um, one thing I had a discussion with a friend recently who was, uh, talking about going to therapy and, um, was saying that, you know, it just feels a little weird to be, uh, opening up to a stranger, which I certainly have a lot of, uh, empathy for, but I think that people too often, in my opinion, get too caught up in the idea that, therapists are going to uh you know you're just gonna like expose your soul and right away and there's all this like they're going to psychoanalyze like all this stuff like you're what you're really going to do in my opinion the type of therapy that i like to to do is understanding how my brain works like it isn't even about uh you are paying an expert on brains to like tell you why your brain is reacting in certain ways and i find that not only fascinating but wildly helpful um for learning to you know cope and get get set up for success and all that kind of stuff and work through all those issues so uh 
highly recommend. Um, Barry, I just rambled for a long time. You got one or two words for me here on uh, on better help and... yeah i was gonna say i completely agree and you can also like take it at your own pace if you want to like slowly go into each conversation or if you just want to be like here's my trauma do it do whatever you want with this and then yep. uh they're also really good at asking the correct questions and getting you to think about situations differently mm-hmm. which is a really big thing for me because i think that's something i really struggle with in real life is just kind of like getting out of my own head and viewing a situation, I would say like in a positive light or just a different light in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, when your team first picks you a very uh, counterable hunter, and uh, you're like, how do I set myself up for success in the situation instead of... Yeah, I gotta do happen. that this week. I gotta talk to them. <laughs> my therapist. I yeah, of course. Out. Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure out why like, they're putting me through this. You'd be like, yeah, um, you know, at a big tournament and my team, like... Just wanted me to pick this thing, and I just first picked Danza, and they're like, "What? That you first picked Danza? <laughs> like, imagine if you're a you therapist, like your a therapist. massive Smite fan, and just like knew exactly what you're talking about. That'd be very funny." But sorry, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I just think therapy is something you especially need during the holidays, mm-hmm. even if you feel like you don't need it. Um, I think it's just nice to talk to someone about any problems you're going through. Yep. Or any problems you had in your childhood or teenage years that you just haven't thought about in a long time. Because that stuff like that lingers and will impact you down the line. So I've learned. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's my little spiel. So, as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't working, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash backliners. That's betterhelp, excuse me, H-E-L-P dot com slash backliners. Big shout outs to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. Um, okay, Saturday uh, was the the big day, you know, the elimination day. Uh, Titans versus Bolts. Barry, you guys uh, clearly oh. watched the earlier set. That's uh, mm-hmm. a first band Naja game one, a first band Naja game two, a first band Naja game three, and you <laughs> guessed it, a first band Naja game four. Uh, talk to me about uh, about this set from your perspective. Yeah, just watching how they played against Warriors and watching how they played against. Uh almost at allegiance leviathans wow that's um, allegiance that's yeah my brain's going places um uh, i just kind of knew their strategy and how they're going to play to execute it and i felt like during the set i didn't really feel like we were going to lose at all like i was just extremely confident the first two games i think even like the remake of the second game was a little shaky by us. And I yeah. think after, I think the third game, like the actual third game, mm-hmm. it just felt like all the nerves were gone and people were just playing how they normally should be playing. Mm-hmm. And once once that gear kicked in, I was like, okay, it's going to be an easy set. Like, we're not going to lose the game after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is the type of set that I want to see uh, from a competing team against the team that just got their jungler like 36 mm. hours earlier you know like you can you can have a you can have a weird game in there in the middle but you got to be able to write the ship and be convincing from there obviously the game two situation with the reset uh very unfortunate the the resets throughout the weekend 
uh, very unfortunate, um, but hopefully things uh, have been figured out and will be resolved um, going forward. But that uh, I will say, um, I never when I cast it, I never, I never ever ever cared who won, except in a situation like what happened in game two, where a team was ahead, gets screwed by a tech reason, uh, and they have to replay it. Um, that game, I am like legitimately nervous that you guys would win that game too because it just yeah. You know, so so were we. So we decided to die after. That was time. really nice. Yeah, that was really nice of you. Uh, and it was the right <laughs> thing to do. You know, the worst we of those said. situations being uh, game one of the finals, season six with SK and Rival, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where they had to reset that game three times. That I know was it twice, two resets. Uh, in both of the first two games that they started, SK like got massive leads and had great starts, and then the game crashed and they had to restart. And then Persephone got permaban for the set, which was a huge pick for SK. Yeah. And I was like, yep. oh my god, if they lose this game one, I'm gonna like it is gonna look so bad. Like, please win game one. Uh, and they did, and they won the set. Uh, so I was happy about that uh, type of, but it just brought back memories of that. Uh, rough situation uh genetics from your perspective what did you think about this titans bolt set uh, i thought jake uh played the best he's played all year yeah I'd um, agree with that. i thought i thought you guys were adjusted really well after playing against us uh like leaving open your mojo valuing your mirror a bit your mirror a bit more mm-hmm. um i think you guys just kind of own them in the draft uh and yeah, jake yeah. just played really well uh, aggressive didn't get picked i mean i just i just thought jake just played fantastic and that's why they won yeah, I completely agree. Also, yeah, the Ymir thing, no one played Ymir in scrims at all. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it, that god was kind of like, that's what I was talking about earlier with like, the Athena situation. Like, it was just deleted. Like, I was like, this god's still good. But, like, I think the last week or, like, the week before, like, the final weeks of SPL, it was, like, going weirdly in value for our team and for other teams, it seemed. And then no one picked it in scrims. So, once you picked it, I, yeah, the thing against us, we were like, okay, yeah, the pick's probably probably still good yeah when you go danza yamir top two that's uh that's a lane that will kill you um we're getting in there easily like you're gonna you're gonna get to get pretty bloody in that lane which um as you said was kind of what you were looking to do a little bit more and thought you guys did a better job of that uh in that set and then it was the jade dragons versus the oni warriors um the another 3-1 win this one for the dragons uh i felt like Despite the Dragons winning this set, you know, I was talking about how I'd feel if I were an Oni Warriors fan earlier. I think that I would be pretty low. I I would not be excited about how the Dragons played this weekend, even with this 3-1 win over the Warriors. This, they, they just did not look as, you know, it's not the... I'm not asking them to do the Jade Dragon signature pressure everywhere, you know, win the game outright in the first eight minutes of the game, but they just didn't seem locked in in the set. I don't know exactly the right way to put it. Genetics, did you feel the same way about how the Dragons were playing in the set? Yeah, I don't think Dragons played the best this weekend. Um, I'm trying to think of what you asked originally. I'm just going to speak. Uh, I don't think Dragons played the best but i don't think warriors are playing very well either mm-hmm. i think they left open yumoja which is which made the games like super weird i don't think anyone expected yumoja to be left open that easily and that's kind of made games mm-hmm. like 
picks and bans and the game's really awkward. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people have been playing it. So I think that might be the reason why, especially with Maui as well. Like there's just a lot of weird support things going on compared to compared to the usual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really kind of for me what stood out this set especially. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot. There was like two games of Maui, two games of Emoja. Yep. Yep. I believe that is true. Neil played Maui in game four in a loss. Uh, Mike played Maui in game three in a loss. Mm. Uh, man, they're just inting his win right here. Uh, no, yeah, uh, yeah Yamoja <laughs> in game two in a loss for Neil and a Maui win in game one for Mike. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of Maui and a little bit of Yamoja as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think- this set was kind of weird, I thought. Barry? I didn't get to watch too much of this set. Uh, I was at the gym that night just trying to work off all the caffeine I drank that morning. So Sure. Look at yeah. this guy. He works out. Unbelievable. Um, and then that brought us to Sunday, which was just for seating. Uh, yep. Barry, we'll start with you since we'll end on a good note here for uh, for genetics. Um, you guys played the Dragons. It is another 3-1 win for them. They secure mm-hmm. the third seed. Um, you guys won game one of this set and then it went a little uh downhill from there what do you think the the biggest difference was between game one and games two to four uh from my perspective i was playing like it was ranked so Mm. i was getting in there a bit too much and not really respecting ganks at all which was probably not helpful for my team uh but i was like i'm picking dance and i'm playing against pcats so i just want to fight him like as much as i possibly can Mm-hmm. Which every time I fought him, there's a gank, unfortunately. Mm. So uh, he might have been setting those up uh, beforehand. But um, I was really happy, with honestly, with the way we played. Because normally against Dragons, we play a little bit timid and, like, we think too much. And that set, I felt like all of us were just getting in there and fighting as much as possible. Mm. Which, honestly, kind of feels like a set win for us. Mm. Uh, just getting those nerves out of the way and just kind of, like, playing as confidently as we can even though like a lot of our plays weren't great we weren't really saying like no to things we were just fighting to fight which i i think is a really good thing mm-hmm. um also i thought we were playing at 11 until 9 p.m the night before uh, uh so i was really confused uh when i think my team was like oh we're the second set and i'm like huh uh-huh <laughs> Okay, the grand finals are before the third place match. So, I, I dude, if no one told me I was getting there at ten thirty the next morning, ready to play, and I would have been, yeah, you would have had a front row gonna... seat to uh, to the first set of the day at least. You know, you would have been right there. You could have popped on over to my place. We could have we could have watched the first set. Far, it's still kind of far because I'm in the middle of nowhere, but less in the middle oh. of nowhere than you are uh, at the very mm-hmm. least. Uh, in relation Wait, to this video. Scream said in one of the games, this is not Barracuda. I was playing like a Buckwild man the entire set for some reason. I could not press my S key at all. Unleashed. Um, let it, let yeah, it loose, Farrah. Let it flow. It was just, it was just having fun. Like, I, I mean, obviously I was trying really hard to win, but I was just fighting a lot of bad fights. And like, if they're, you know, like if you're ever playing a god that like has a jump in or full commit, and you like have that thought of like, don't do it, I always did it. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was not a great set by me, but I was just like yellowing and just going as much as I possibly could. Hey, man, that's how it's got to be sometimes. Um, all right, genetics. Then it comes to your big set up against the Leviathans. For, but going into this set, how important did you think getting first seed versus second seed was? How much did you guys value it as a team? Uh, I didn't value it a lot. 
until I thought about the fact that we're just going to have choice aside the entire tournament as well as the choice of the weakest team coming out of the qualifier land. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty important actually. Just having f- choice and side in finals is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, just to manipulate drafts and such, it's actually quite snowball if we're doing doing everything correctly. Yeah. Um, and so I yeah, feel like getting second in another land would have been a little frustrating. Oh, God. Don't even start me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, like, we, those two things together made this a lot more important than most, like, seeding matches, I felt like. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I was... I wasn't... I think is I don't even think we played bad in, like, a game three or four or five. I don't think we're, like, a team that does that, but this is just a curse. Or <laughs> something. So, no, I was very happy to finally win. And I even apologized to the, to the Bolts and Dragons. I don't remember Barracuda... Barracuda, sorry. You were, you were sitting oh. down, all of you, and you came, you guys came after game two, and that's like... Game three, I walk past us. Sorry, guys. Game four, I walk past us. Sorry, guys. Because it, it just started taking longer and longer. So yeah, you guys just sat there for like two played. hours, maybe. Yeah, we told the Levi- yeah. Maybe that's why I played the way I did, because right. I was ready to leave. Yeah. We told the Leviathan's players, we were like, if you're winning this, you have to win the set. And then they lose the set. And that's- we're just yep. like, bro. That Come is what on. we would always say. That was, in particular, Finch's, like, number one thing. Was that if you're going to mm-hmm. win, if you're going to come back from 2-0 to 2-2, and then you lose in game five, all you have done is wasted our time. Uh, yep. Which is obviously not true, but, you know, he would get very big about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, games one and two, you guys, I mean, game one, you blanked them in 25 minutes. 7-0. Oh, that uh, stomp was massive. Yeah, I mean, oh, it doesn't it was, get it was any brutal, more convincing yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, did you think that was just, I thought your draft was was really good here, and it was, funny enough, a Yemoja game, even though we've talked about how Yemoja might have been uh, a little bit of bait, but this time it looks pretty good. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, again, this is, I'm very biased on this, but I do think me and Ronnie are the best two Yemojas mm-hmm. um, as of recent. Uh, so obviously it was a bit risky leaving it open and trading. I think uh, there was a lot of gods open, but I think like just they picked Vulcan. Yemoja, they picked Vulcan. So I guess yeah. there was a trade, something there. Um, so it's risky because you, he's the best Yemoja. Mm-hmm. I'm a really, I'm the second best Yemoja, whichever way around you want to say it. So that's a lot riskier because we hadn't practiced against it. We practiced against worse Yemojas. We didn't know if we were obeying ourselves by giving it to him. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting it anyway. And I, I hadn't played a single game of it in scrims because no one leaves it open. Mm-hmm. Because it's been top pick for two years, like well, I guess the last like six mm-hmm. months because of Fey Hoops. Yeah. Um, first game I didn't even do anything though. I didn't I didn't do anything in Yemoja first game. It was actually my entire it was my team carrying me. So that's where we weren't even sure if Yemoja was that good. Then we beat it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just super weird. It's super weird. I thought Yemoja would be way more higher priority, but it just ended up falling off and a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. It was first picked by Ronnie game two. Um, yeah, and like you said, you guys beat it there. It's interesting that Naja uh, was continued to be banned even after Sino and the, and the Titans were out. It was kind of like a, he uh, he reminded people how good that that God can be, and that kind of stuff happens. I feel like especially at tournaments um, where one you know Naja's seen some play, but I feel like not top ban play as of late. Um, but continued to get banned uh, throughout this set. Um, so yeah, games th- game three, pretty convincing win for the Leviathans. I'm sure that one's an easy, oh, you know, whatever, just, it's just how it goes. You know, Shinto looks, got, got pretty fed on the Scylla. That's just going to happen. And then it's like, uh-oh, game four, another, another loss there. What was, uh, what, what was the, the team mental like, like losing game, you know, as game four is getting closed out, 
uh, and knowing that you know you're you're facing down a potential reverse sweep. Yeah, I was. I mean, it's kind of weird because I, uh, I mean, frustration sets in a little bit, right? It's like it's mm-hmm. bloody hell, not again, right? Um, but I think again, this is the honeymoon phase with a with a roster swap. Yarkor is just a really fun. He's just laughing again. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let, let that get us and him down, and that's why I don't. I think just game five did it was just the same game for us as the rest of the games. Um, I also didn't think we were playing that bad. I thought they just played a bit better. Like I think game four, we just people were just inting left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. So it was just just play a clean game of Smite. And uh, game one and two, we showed that we just were just better than them. So it was just like refresh mentally, I guess, and just try and win the draft. Um, and I think I think that was all all it was for the for the final final game. But yeah, it is. If we lost again, I would it would have been just a curse, right? I mean, you can't let you come in second in like five four five tournaments maybe in like two years. It's yeah, just like I think that sounds right. I mean, at that point, it's just you just. Well, luckily you don't have to worry yeah. about it because you guys got the dub. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got the dub. Uh, Yarkor in particular played very well. You know, I, I think that you're you're right to focus on him being a, a key difference in you know the the other second place finishes versus this. Uh, this first place finish. Looking at this draft from the Leviathans, I was I'm surprised at this Kernanos first pick. I remember thinking that when I watched it back earlier uh, in the week. Um, but they first pick Kernanos. You guys get Yamir Naja. Uh, feel like that is such a strong top two, particularly into Kernanos, who doesn't have uh, a leap or any CC immunity or anything like that. So. Uh, I don't know if you remember that picks and bans at all, genetics, but I feel like I'd be yeah really really happy with that, how that those first three picks went at least. Yeah, I do remember. I, I think I'm pretty sure they must have had some sort of internal conversation about Cernos being the reason we beat them because they were denying that pick top two game three and four. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make sense maybe game five alone, but in context for them, there was a big pattern of us losing without Cernos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest problem for them was probably they banned Yamoja from first pick and then gave me Ymir anyway. Yep. It was probably a big mistake. Um, that's probably where it fell down, not necessarily the Kermanos. Because yeah. it, it, it is like super weird, and like especially as I get better, more experience as an SBL player, I'm sure, Barry, you've had this with, over your like massive tenure. Like mm-hmm. The mini metas that involve in a set are so weird, the yep. way that things go up and down and get dropped in value. like It's just still so weird to... like just even draft when it's a game five it just it just feels impossible and even the, even if the drafts are completely bizarre in the moment you think it makes sense because some teams will change like the way they ban two mid sets you're like wait mm-hmm. why are these two gods open that we haven't like scrammed against or played against and there was one set i can't remember if it was your set or maybe like the dragon set where the the hunters weren't being valued in the top three on either teams at all like i think it was like an ishtar 10th pick and like I think it was one of the dragon sets where um, I was confused because a lot of people were always top threeing like the CERN, the Ishtar, etc., the Cupid as well, and they just weren't doing it at all. Um, so yeah, the mini metas that develop are just really awkward, and I think that's where a lot of teams struggle at tournament time is not adjusting quickly enough to the picks and bans that are happening like during, like while you're sitting down. Yeah, because you could you could prep as much as you want, but I mean, as Genex said earlier, you are going in completely blind, like, your first day, and then you're just like, okay, are our strategies good? Are our bands good? Are our picks good? Like, yeah. what's this team playing? Like, do they have any pocket strategies? Like, 
I mean, like the Dans or like other things. Like we thought Dans <laughs> was going to be highly valued by other teams. So right, yeah, it's just a lot of things happen before a tournament. And then you like you play that day, and then you got to watch, and then you got to prep that night for the the team you play next, and then you also have to develop during the set that's happening. So yeah, I completely agree. It's picks yeah. and bands are crazy at tournament time. Yeah, they uh, they get weird for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, but very fun week of Smite Esports. Uh, should be another good weekend coming up with the SEC uh, tournament oh, yeah. to, to get to uh, playing the Warriors and Titans uh, among the other regions of SEC. Um, before we move on to the random question of the week, do you guys... Uh, be- any concerns for the Warriors and Titans? Or do you think that both will make it out of the group stage LAN uh, without any issue? Do you want to go first? Um, sorry, what did you say? Do you want to go first? Yeah, um, I'm not really concerned about Titans. I think the way that they play is very punishing to lower tier support players and lower tier teams. Um, Warriors, I, I honestly think the only team that can beat Warriors like out of these groups is themselves. I feel like if Warriors just play confidently and play their own strategies, I feel like they can't lose to these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I don't feel like Warriors will change too much, but I don't feel like they need to. Um, and then, as we talked about earlier, I think Titans are just going to get better as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, genetics. How about you? Uh, I'm on a bit of a different page. I don't think. I don't, I don't think Titans will be that guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I think Scarabs might be a bit of a dark horse. Yeah. Um, having scrimmed against them while they were practicing not for anything. Uh, but I thought they were had extremely unique uh, with Snoopy and, and Roid uh, being a bit of like a weird like demon combo, I'm going to mm-hmm. call it. Just just <laughs> two really aggressive players. Sure. I, I, think, I think Scarabs will do better against SEC teams than the other SBL teams will. Mm. Uh, like Hex Mambo specifically, I think like the the one to look at, right? I don't, I don't yep. believe any other SC team will come close to them. I don't think the the Hounds will do very well. I think it'll be those five teams: the Forest Bill and Hex Mambo, if they all make it to LAN. Um, mm. If they win, of course. Which I mean, I'm gonna I, they've won all, they've won the last three years in a row. So yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be surprised if it was anything else. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say uh, to piggyback on Genex, I'll say Scarabs for sure, one hundred percent. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know why, but I just, I just get a feeling. I think, I think Tyler's gonna be really good actually as well. I think Tyler and Nitrid will be really good together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that team looked really exciting uh, right before, right before playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And um, I could see, just because they're still figuring it out a little bit, I, I think that there is a chance that they don't, that they don't make it. Um, just because of that, that pressure to uh, just make it for all the SPL teams. But I do think that of the four SPL teams, I could see them making a legitimate run almost as easily, if not more easily, than a team like the Warriors or the Titans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Valkyries are the team that might be a little bit more consistent than the Scarabs, but... I haven't really seen their ceiling. I mean, you'd think just based on you know them playing together all year versus the Scarabs kind of putting it together, uh, you'd no, think I, that, but I don't know. I just think Valks were on such an upward trajectory, and then they took the exact same trajectory and flipped it upside down and 
just went right back down and it's i thought they were going to be so good by fall split and i mm-hmm. don't know what turned around for them i don't know if you feel the same way genx but i was yeah really disappointed with how valks have been playing lately yeah no, i fully agree um i don't i don't, I don't I, you, sometimes you can put your finger on why teams are good and like who's popping off particular but I can never really figure out why Valks were doing better. I wasn't wasn't one player in particular, mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure where that spur of like uh, growth came from. But I mean, they are more consistent than Scarabs will be for sure. But yeah. all you need is like what good two a good week as a smite, and mm-hmm. you can win a world championship, right? So yep, exactly. That's, That's what we talked about last week. Is that Snoopy and Netrioid are two of the streakiest players in Smite history that yeah. have absolutely one v nine games by themselves, uh, and if they just both play really well. They yeah. can mess around and win. Uh, yep, sure. Which is which is really exciting. Um, yeah, real quick for SCC uh, Hex Mambo, the the EU team that I think everybody is expecting to do very well. You know, Deathwalker, Johnny, Zeros, Tricks Tank, Echrome. Like it doesn't get much better than that. The Wargs have been uh, doing very well, though they're actually the top seed. Um, Hex Mambo with three and two. Uh, the Niflheim Wargs, Itori, Sarpe, Hawk. Cozy and Spudio. Uh, if you've watched any amount of EU SEC over the years, you'll recognize all of those names. Uh, they are a team to, to certainly watch. And then, uh, of course, the Highland Ravens. This is Adapting's team of Kana, Adapting, Angry, I Silenced, and Vaporish Coast. Um, I think all of those teams have chances to do quite well. Uh, I'm going to always lean on Adapting's competitive expertise uh, when it comes to tournament time. But, you know, the... The uh, Hex Mambo uh, also has a ton of tournament experience and SPL uh, veteranship. Um, on the NA side, I personally am of the belief that the Elder Towns are the only team that can make any noise um, in NA. But I think that they've got a really good chance to, to qualify um, and go to Worlds. Ducky, Oath, Crimson, Quig, and Dudeman Bro. Uh, this team has like, dominated NA SEC all year and all last year. Um, and... I could definitely see them popping off. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to watch this land. I think it's going to be, uh, or this, this event rather, it's going to be going to land at the beginning of next, uh, you know, the very open of next year uh, should be a lot of fun. Okay. I didn't keep my promise of keeping this podcast shorter, but it is time for the, the podcast question of the week. Uh, we get these from our community discord, which you can join by going to patreoncom slash backliners. Big shout out to all our patrons who help support us directly. Um, we're going to, we're going to lightning around these cause we're already over. Uh, Timmy Two Shots asked if you could choose a new drink to be your life source instead of water. That means that your drink would have be your healthiest option and have no negative side effects. It's an easy one for me. Your boy would be slamming cans of cold Dr. Pepper 24-7. Uh, I love Dr. Pepper so much, and I wish that I could have it be the healthiest option for me. Uh, genetics, how about for you? Uh, definitely milk. Um, back what in the day, I used to... Uh, was in the UK, it's called semi-skim milk, which I think is around like 2%, maybe. Yeah, that's good stuff. In the US. I yep. used to drink, I, I'm not even joking, like this, this, is, this can every day before I was diabetic. I used to drink so much milk. Mm-hmm. Like I guarantee a thousand calories a day. <laughs> so I would, I, I, that's why I was big. Um, I, I would do that in a heartbeat if I could. I love, I love milk, milk as well. Uh, yep. I, as I've gotten older, I regret to inform myself and the audience that I've come to terms with it. I am lactose intolerant. Uh, <gasps> I pay for it. Uh, say, same for no, only for North American milk, though. So Interesting. So you mean if I yep. move to Europe, same as I Hindu could... man, same as Hindu actually. Oh, all right. I'm moving to yeah. Europe, so I don't have that to be sense. in pain after drinking milk because I won't stop <laughs> because I'm too stubborn. Barry, how about for you? 
I, this one's a hard question for me because I mainly just drink water. Water is great. Uh, I'll just say like Sprite, like a cold Sprite. I think Sprite's not bad. I, that's I'm that's I'm in an answer. Sometimes I'm I get into but a I just... mood for a Sprite. Like sometimes I'm yeah. like a Sprite sounds good where nothing else does. Or like ginger ale, Sprite or ginger ale. I'm fine yeah, with either one. Ginger ale is great. Uh, Okay, two two R's, two C's, two D's. Uh, if you haven't gone over it already, who are some players to look out for this weekend? I kind of just gave a little spiel. Anyone I didn't mention or a team that you think is going to be guaranteed, uh, Barry? I have no idea who most of the players are, I'll be honest. Bet, understood. Uh, Genetics? No, the only thing that I've, the only answer I've got relevant to that at all is just just looking forward to the EUNA matchup of Hex Mambo and the Hounds. Yep. Um, just to decide, like, just a clashing of styles, clashing of, um, just a clashing of styles, really. That's all I've got to look forward to. Whoever wins that, in my opinion, will make it. Yep. That's the biggest matchup, I think, maybe even before the SBL teams. That I want to see who wins that. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for that matchup as well. Um, mm. That should be really awesome. Uh, Spitaz asks uh, for a simple question. Would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? And this is a, a reference to a horrific uh, government election um, yep. and how a candidate uh, was talking about that. Yeah, Barry, it's our state, by the way. Um, I hope you voted. No. Um, yeah, Because that guy's he might win. I don't know. Though early results looking pretty good nah, for, the, for the home team. Um, I would rather be a werewolf. Because you can't stop being a vampire, but half the time you aren't a werewolf; you're just a guy. You know, I think it'd be a vampire. I think vampires are slightly cooler. That's Sam, all I for you. Uh, we had this conversation at the table, the Kings, after we mm. had the Herschel Walker thing. So I've already thought about this, uh-huh. and we were split down the middle. But I was definitely a vampire because just the, to be able to fly. Um, oh, flight is big. That just seems like that just seems like pretty cool. Flight um, is big. Compared to anything else, yeah. Just flying. Mm, yeah, I think I was on the wrong side there. Um, two R's, two C's, two D's comes back with another one. Who do you? What gods do you want to see added to DKO first? If anyone hasn't checked it out, Divine Knockout, new high-res game, just went into uh, open beta. Um, you can get your keys and that kind of stuff on Steam and Epic Games and PlayStation and Xbox and all that kind of stuff. Actually, very, very fun. Uh, unironically, not just shilling here. Uh, been having a ton of fun playing it. Um... Zeus is going to be added soon. He like kind of popped up and then was removed. So it's not like I'm spoiling anything. So obviously I'm excited for him. Um, besides that, Maui, of course. I want I want Maui mm. to, to be brawling. I think that he'd be, uh, I think that he would work really, really well. I'm, text, I'm texting some people who work on DKO right after this actually and asking why Maui isn't in already. Uh, genetics, any gods that you want to see brawl it out in chibi form? So I put I put a bit of DKO, DKO as well with the, the whole like knocking of people around and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think like I think like something to do with Baron or just like an ability of like just sucking people and just disrupting people would be really cool. Mm, yeah. Um. Or walls. Or just more. Or just walls. Maybe just to Yo, do combos and stuff of like that. You be, Ymir being OP. Ymir is OP in that game, dude. Ymir is so good mm. yeah. in DKO. I think he's nuts. Uh, Barra, how about for you? Any chibi? Uh battlers you you want to uh, see i haven't played it so i don't really know who's in it so i don't know it's only like 10 gods like po- i would say dan's in recency bias there you go no jingwei either so you got two no, options no, soul is Jingwei. in the game though Barra. um oh you need to start I'm playing, playing soul and dko and figure out the dko Barra soul combo 
uh, for us. Yeah, there's no bear comp. There's no need for me to play. Yep. Well, you'll make one, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And then uh, last but not least, uh, Hiru, uh, with the uh, holidays coming up, most memorable Christmas gift we've uh, we've ever gotten. Um, I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but one year when I was younger, uh, I got a... I opened a PlayStation 2 game and I was... Like, oh, I didn't know how to tell my dad that we only had a PlayStation 1 and that I couldn't play it. Uh, and he was like, oh, wait, I forgot there's one more present. And it was a PlayStation 2. And that oh. was like the most mind-blowing thing that ever happened to me uh, as a kid. And that is easily the, the number one for me. I, I think of that instantly. Um, Barrett, do you have one? I don't really have a gift that I remember. Uh, I, I mean, It's going to sound so cheesy, but like family time is just way more important for me oh, as for I've sure. gotten older so like uh I my also my memory is little little dog water like I can't remember anything so true uh I'll just say like just looking back like pictures of gifts that I've gotten or like family moments and just like riding that high is way more important to me now um but also it's because I can't remember any gifts but yeah yeah, we. Uh, I'm with you on that. I get that. Uh, genetics, anything come to mind for you? Yeah, I've got one. Um, so ever since me and my sister were little, we had these like big rucksacks that we've not rucksacks, like big like plastic bag. Mm-hmm. We've had since we were literally born. We had them for like that's 25 years. The same one. They're completely ripped. And when I was like, when, when the Nintendo Wii came out, I really wanted it. I saw all the the golf and stuff, and of course the the bowling. And I I, I, I like begged for it and wrote letters and stuff um, back in the day. Yeah, and. I didn't get it, and I was like, ah, oh, I was really upset. I, was, I went upset to go cry, and I just heard my family just laughing and having a good time. And eventually, after sulking for a few hours, I came down. I just saw my dad just playing tennis with my sister <laughs> on the Nintendo Wii, and I played for literally like seven hours after that the entire day. <laughs> that must have been That's like up. the most like emotionally jarring yeah, yeah, moment yeah. of a yeah, child. Both of you guys right? had crazy Christmas. Yeah, yeah, man, that tricking your kids is great. Uh, highly recommend <laughs> yeah. tricking your young ones for sure. Um, and then final, last but not least, another question from Hero Throughway: uh, burritos, tacos, or fajitas? Um, burritos burritos for me as well the tacos are great do i want to go tacos no no i'm going burritos but it's close fajitas are a distant third distant yeah not close for me burritos over tacos same yep that's how it is burrito gang uh here on the podcast all right that's gonna do it for us this week uh thanks everyone for watching make sure you're checking out genetics content he streams a lot of time he has some tweets that you can mute if you want to uh but you don't have to that's up to you um we'll be back uh we'll be back next week with some more great backliners action uh quick shout out again once again to factor go.factor75.com slash backliner 60 to get 60 percent off your first box and uh betterhelp.com slash backliners to get some money off your first month big shout out to both those sponsors great way to help support us in the podcast is by interacting with our sponsors you can also do so by joining our uh, community discord patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go there uh that does it for us this week's genetics congratulations again on the top seed barry congratulations on making it to world but fourth seed looking kind of embarrassing compared to his okay. uh and we'll see you next week vera you know what to do i don't know if i want to do it anymore. well you have to you know what to, i'm not at, did i say barry do you want to do it i said you know what to bye do. Okay. Yep, that, there you go it's a fourth that, place bye yeah You're that's, welcome. No, it that's, sure was that's all i'm giving to you yeah no it's terrible <laughs>
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.